Hey there, and welcome to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today we're talking with Curtis from My Designs about the print-on-demand world, the trends, the challenges, the opportunities that we have in 2023 and beyond. In today's show, Curtis shares many views and strategies on how sellers can find a competitive advantage when selling on Etsy. Here's a clip from today's show. So we automate all the time-consuming tasks around publishing, generating mock-ups, uh, generating data, editing data, generating tags. Um, there's a lot of different things we do, but the biggest difference between us and like people like Printful or Printify is we enable you to do everything in bulk. So instead of publishing one product, to, let's say you take, let's say you have 10 or 20 designs that you want to turn into t-shirts and put them on Etsy. Uh, with Printful or Printify, you would go one by one. You'd upload that design, choose a product, go through that process to uh, submit publishing and then go repeat it. With us, you can drop them into our cloud, generate really high quality mockups in bulk, generate data quickly and go publish them in bulk. So you don't have to repeat all these different processes one by one, you can do it in bulk. So that's the biggest difference. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. This podcast is brought to you by Everbee. Everbee is an Etsy growth tool that helps Etsy sellers find winning products and get more sales. With Everbee, you can see revenue estimates of a product. You can see how many monthly sales a specific listing is generating. You can see the tags that that listing is actually using to drive their SEO. And then you can see the keyword search volume for each specific keyword. So you actually know what people are searching for. And then you also know what people are actually buying. It's a tool you guys need to be using to grow your Etsy business. So sign up for free at everbee.io. And let's jump into today's episode. So it's been really, really fun to kind of get to know you. Tell us a little bit how like you even got started in like this e-commerce space. Yeah. So I got into e-commerce um, before print on demand, not before it came out, but before I was aware of print on demand, I actually created a clothing brand uh, named Captain Athletics. Hmm. So I did that with my nephew. We built it out, actually became a somewhat successful company. But a lot of just that manual inventory and then shipping out all the products and having all the different SKUs, the different sizes, colors, et cetera, just became way too time consuming. Um, and that's kind of what led me into print on demand. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Um, and then I came across print on demand for Shopify. And at, at the time, it was like 2014 or 15, I think. I think it was 2015. I came across Printful and then eventually merged by Amazon. Um, and that's kind of what led me into the print on demand space. Crazy. So you actually started with Shopify, sounds like. Um, yeah. Just doing it that way. And you were, you were using Printful or you weren't? How were you doing it? I wasn't it? using Printful at first. I started with Shopify and that's where we were hosting our, our products online. So okay. people could buy from us online. Then we were okay. handling fulfillment. Okay, got it. We already had inventory that we would ship out and all that when we've got orders. Got it. So then you already figured out the, like the, that process. So then as soon as like Printful or the print on demand of the world kind of came about, you were able to kind of like just plug that into your system. Exactly. It was just so much better. Obviously, you don't have as, quite as much profit margins, but when you take into account all the other expenses in your time and print on demand, it was uh, it was a wonderful different uh, type of business model. Totally. Actually, let's stay there for a second, if you don't mind. Um, I, I agree with when you said profit margins and stuff like that, because that's a lot of times the trade-off with like new sellers. And obviously, we're uh, Everbee is a you know we serve Etsy sellers specifically, so people are kind of you just coming to Etsy. This is kind of like their first business journey, right? This is like, they don't really understand fully of the profit margins. Like, should I print my own shirts? Should I like heat press myself or should I use a print on demand company? Um, you mentioned profit margins, like, and you also did both ways. Tell us yeah. the benefits and drawbacks of, of both like print on demand versus the other one. 
So the way I look at it, the benefits of doing everything yourself, you know, printing products, holding inventory, shipping them out is yes, you'll have higher profit margins, but you have to usually have a lot more money to invest up front to actually get those discounts and actually even have, you know, local print shops print for you. And then you got to hold the inventory and ship it. So it's very time consuming. The profit margins are higher. So print on demand in my experience has been a lot better because I can test all kinds of ideas, go into all kinds of niches and different markets and not have to hold any inventory, not have to worry about fulfillment mm -hmm. and only pay for a product when you actually get an order. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's just so in, in a lot of ways, it's better. You don't have to waste that time. And then you can, of course, get into all kinds of different marketplaces and not have to worry about the fulfillment and the time involved in fulfilling products, which is I've a lot. It, I've done it the same way too, like similar to you. Um, we were, we, we've done printing ourselves. We've done also like sending out, holding inventory ourselves. Like if you look around our office, like we have like dead inventory from like years and years ago from projects and companies <laughs> in the past. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and this stuff is just money just sitting around, you know, it's like, it's dead inventory. Um, print on demand. You don't have that dead inventory. Yeah. Which is, it was just really nice. So convenient. Um, okay. So you started, you did that, you grew that to be somewhat successful. Like when you say somewhat successful, what does that mean? Like numbers? Well, we were starting, we were starting to turn pro to profitable company, but I think everybody was burned out by that point, you know, a couple of years in and decided to shut it down. And then that's when I pivoted to print on demand, um, and started building software too. Cause that's kind of my background before, you know, building this yep. brand out. Cool. And we could talk, we're going to talk so much more about that. I'm sure. Um, Okay, cool. Well, I have, I have a ton of questions here for you, but like overall, like, um, tell us a little bit about what my designs does too, and like what you're doing now, and then we can kind of jump into the rest. Okay. So yeah, my designs is a, the way I like to look at it is like a cloud-based suite of seller tools. So we have a ton of different tools and that whole goal is to make it easy and less time consuming to basically create a print on demand business or a digital products business. So we automate all the time consuming tasks around publishing, generating mockups, uh, generating data, editing data, generating tags. Um, there's a lot of different things we do, but the biggest difference between us and like people like Printful or Printify is we enable you to do everything in bulk. So instead of publishing one product, to, let's say you take, let's say you have 10 or 20 designs that you want to turn into t-shirts and put them on Etsy. Uh, with Printful or Printify, you would go one by one. You'd upload that design, choose a product, go through that process to uh, submit publishing and then go repeat it. With us, you can drop them into our cloud, generate really high quality mockups in bulk, generate data quickly and go publish them in bulk. So you don't have to repeat all these different processes one by one. You can do it in bulk. So that's the biggest difference. Yeah. I can totally see the value in that. Of course, especially if you're like a seasoned uh, print on demand seller, man, like yeah, exactly. you, you understand that this is a kind of a, a volume game meaning, meaning like not just volume of sales, but volume of actually listing sometimes, yeah. right? Like you don't really know what's going to be selling, what's going to just take off for you. Um, of course you can use tools like ever right. To like understand, which products are selling. And then you go make products similar to that, but you still don't know. And sometimes you don't know the, uh, the variations of blue color or versus the red color. Uh, and you could do that with my designs in a, in a faster and more like higher volume. Exactly. You we're in the, we're in the business of saving people time. So instead of you, you know, spending all this time trying to figure out what's working and quickly just put the products up and see what's working and start doubling down uh, on the areas that do work and the products that do work for you. Like you're saying, all the different variants too. I love that. Um, how do you, if you were to say like, um, if you were for a specific kind of Etsy seller, um, what would you kind of say? Like who who's the best best suited for my designs to kind of align with? The best suited right now because my designs is there's so many different tools you can you can utilize. So mm -hmm. for beginners, it's a little bit daunting because it's kind okay. of complex. 
but so I think we're best suited for people that have some print on demand experience. That cool. doesn't mean that beginners can't use my designs. They absolutely can. We do have that free plan as well, but people that have experience with POD will definitely have a huge advantage using my designs. I could totally see that. And I've poked around in the software too, and which is amazing. You guys are obviously building really, really cool things. And, and, uh, it's, it's fun to see it and it's fun to like, um, see it kind of grow. And I know you have a huge vision for kind of growing the company, which really the only way you grow is by helping other sellers grow, which is literally the best. It's a dream come true for us. Um, but I agree more. Yeah. man. okay. T- talk to us about like, uh, just overall print on demand industry a little bit because you're literally, this is your space of print on demand. Yeah. Talk to us about like, what are you saying? Well, I mean, other than, you know, eventually we already have thousands of potential products you can choose from across all print on demand. There's so many different product options. And the way I look at it is everything originates from a digital file that turns into these products, you know? And so that's really exciting for me Mm. and for anybody doing print on demand, because, you know, in the near future, I don't think it's that far out. We're going to start seeing 3d printing on demand and different things like that, you know, so you actually create the product itself and then add a print to it or a design to it. Mm. And then that again, not holding any inventory, owning any 3d printers, having it fully outsourced and automated. I kind of see it all going that direction long-term. So I think the future is bright with print on demand. It's not slowing down. It's growing year over year. I love that. Um, and it, when, for that Etsy seller, you know, in this space and they want, maybe they're, maybe they're a new seller and maybe they're just like, I want to get into this like print on demand thing. I've heard like amazing things on YouTube and TikTok, and everybody says you can make a million dollars in one day and all this good stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, and we all know it's, it's BS and it's, it's way harder than that. It's simple. In theory, it's very simple, um, but it, it is hard. It takes execution and, and effort. Um, is it, what would you say to that person? Uh, is there still space? Is there still room? Is there still time for them to actually get ramped up? And is is there an opportunity for them to capitalize on? Absolutely. I think, I don't think, like I said, I don't think print on demand is slowing down at all. I think the market's growing. Yes, there are definitely niches and things are getting quite saturated. But overall, there's always new ideas, new things coming up and a lot of potential. So getting first to market is always a huge advantage to a new idea or a trend. Um, and that's where I ever be. I can help you in those situations, finding like, you know, seeing trending data or getting first to market and finding ideas that aren't very um, competitive. So it really just comes down to understanding how to research potential niches and ideas and then get into those. And again, I think with Etsy and their algorithms, every platform is different. Every marketplace is different. But do you know, if you start getting sales, you t- they'll tr- like, tend to rank you higher across the board. So a lot of people I know start with like certain strategies, like price low at first, gain momentum, get a lot of sales, and then you can start up in those prices and still kind of maintain that ranking. Um, there's a lot of different strategies, but totally, really it's about testing and and uh, implementing. Hundred percent, and it really comes down to serving your your customer right with the product that they they want to buy, right? And it, yeah, at a, at a price that they feel like is fair, and um, and just repeating that process. It's so simple, it, you know. It's like it really is just a matter of like, okay, uh. I know that um, people want this cup with this t- th- this design on it. Seem- people seem to be buying it. Okay, therefore, let's just let's sell more of it, get in front of more people, and it is that simple. Um, yeah. If you give them a bad, a, a, you know, a terrible product or a product that nobody actually wants, they're not going to buy it. I don't care how how good a marketer you are. Um, you know, they're not going to be sustainably buying that. Uh, how does like AI come into this world. I know my designs is doing some really cool stuff with AI, which I know you're excited to talk about. And I am too. Tell us about how this is going to currently affect print on demand, e-commerce and future effect. Yeah. I think currently it's, we're already starting to see it happen on a smaller scale, but 
tradition, like the, the, the older method, I would say in terms of like getting into print on demand is you either had to hire a graphic designer or some, or do it yourself, right. Creating designs. Um, I think already with like tools like mid journey, Dolly and Sable diffusion, I don't think people realize how good like mid journey actually is just yet. Like with version four, it's, it's insane. The type of graphics you can create from a text prompt. Um, and that's going to start to disrupt the entire space because you, you have graphics, you know, you can have hundreds of them in an hour of really high quality graphics, very niche based, very idea based. Um, and that's where it's at right now. So I think that's going to disrupt the whole space. So you, you not knowing how to design or not having to hire a graphic designer, be able to actually just generate graphics from text prompts um, and modify them a bit, cut out backgrounds, upscale them, et cetera. You're going to have a huge advantage now with print on demand. Let's break that down real quick for like the seller that's maybe just getting into it. Um, they don't really, they, they've never really heard of AI a whole lot, right? They don't know what mid journey is. They don't know what Dolly is or stable diffusion. Um, but let's like break, let's break it down if you don't mind for like a seller that is, they're like, I heard shirts is a cool thing. And like, I want to, I want to provide shirts for like bachelorette parties, like niche, right. Um, or whatever. How does AI, how can they practically use AI to help them with their business? So, so right now the way you do it, because this type of AI, when it comes to graphic generation, it's not good at text, right? Okay. But it's good at creating elements and different Text meaning the words, literally yeah, like the words on your shirt bride bride to be or something like that Yeah, exactly yep. so it's not good at that yet but i do think this year will in fact i think within the next couple of months we'll start to see that too um within the ai space so you could actually generate a whole an entire design with text and everything that looks flawless but for the time being you can generate really high quality graphics or elements and then add the text yourself to those um rather using canva or photoshop or any other graphic editing softwares so let's give an example for that so um and you can elaborate on this but it's essentially the artist right the digital artist who does not necessarily a painter they're not necessarily an artist by default but they just have ideas and they're just like i want to like literally type in um, oak tree with sunset with mountain uh, yeah. with a, a, a valley in the background right um picasso style right yeah. and instead of you actually having to create this thing, you can actually type a prompt in, it actually creates this thing. You could actually now have this piece of art, what is yours now. Yeah. And you can actually put that on a shirt. You can put that on a mug. You could put that on whatever using my designs or any other software really uh, in bulk or not. And you can go and actually list this and sell this as if it's your art. Yeah. Um, the question everybody has here, maybe you can elaborate on is, is that my art? now and then can somebody do the same prompt and get the same piece of art so the thing with ai right now if you do the same prompt you're never going to get the same image ever mm. um it's always going to be unique unless for instance if you do an image to image meaning you take your own image and upload it to the ai and it's still going to be a little bit subtly different and depending on the parameters you use but basically the way it, way it presents itself right now is every piece of art is unique uh, you'll never be able to get the same thing wow. with text to image so but then there are the ethics issues that people, you know, it's a big deal right now because a lot of the AI is trained on existing, well, all of it's trained on existing images and art styles and all that across the space. So it's going to be really interesting to see where things go over the next year. There'll be lawsuits yeah. and all kinds of things happening, but. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, it'd be interesting. I don't think it's really something to, to obviously we're not attorneys. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be probably that big of a deal when it comes yeah. to like creating your, cause it is unique for the most part, yeah. as long as you kind of stay away from the trademark stuff, Exactly. Uh, the common, the normal stuff of just like, don't use Nike at Adidas at Disney inside of your titles, listing and tags and descriptions. Uh, then you probably be okay. As long as you're not using the Mickey mouse, right? Like, yeah, 
is using common sense, not using actual intellectual property or copyrights, trademarks, sure. et cetera. Yeah. Always think about what's fair, right? And usually yeah. that kind of leads us in the right direction, usually. Yep. I agree. Um, crazy. So the opportunity for 2023 print on demand, you see it being, obviously it's getting more competitive because it's easier to create print on demand yeah. stores, print on demand products. What do you think it's 23, 2023 is going to be like for the average print on demand seller? Well, I think what it's going to, what 2023 is going to actually allow is for people that don't really have a lot of experience with print on demand or even selling online. It's going to make that barrier to entry way easier with all the AI that's going to start appearing in every tool. And that that's not just graphic generation, but I'm actually talking, writing high quality like listings as well, titles and tags, et cetera. So all you need is a keyword, right? That's what we're doing at My Designs right now. We're about to roll out that feature next week. But you have a primary keyword for all your listings. We can actually write pretty high-end titles and tags. And, I th and we're not going to be the only ones doing that, right? Like that's just It's all so new with the OpenAI's API using like GPT-3 mm -hmm. and fine-tuning it on actual data, real best-selling product data. So it can start to understand what a best-selling product looks like. And then write, you know, like I said to you in a previous calls, I think it'll get you like 80% of the way there for your for your listings. So it'll get like the heavy lifting done and you can go through and manually review everything and just make the adjustments you need. Sure. Pretty powerful. <laughs> AI is going to be cool. It's a cool thing to see. And I think that um, uh, obviously we've heard like the the downsides of AI throughout our whole life, right? Through all the yeah. stories and stuff of like, it's going to take over the world and in a bad way, right? Um, but I think the way that I look at AI is more of an optimistic view of it's going to make the great people, it's going to make good people even better. It's going to make great yeah, people excellent, right? It's going to make like the, the Etsy seller, the good Etsy seller now, they're going to make them a rock star as a seller. Yeah. Uh, it's never going to turn into a do, do, do it for me completely type of solution um, because it's just, that's not how markets work. It's going to be, people are going to be better than you always. If you're not trying to improve, you can't just expect this AI software to just do it all for you because it's not hundred percent. It, it'll help you get there, but it's still like the deeper your knowledge is in any of these spaces, rather it's graphic design or, you know, writing great product listings then you're going to have a huge advantage over the, obviously the regular user. So I agree with you on that hundred percent. That's awesome. Um, you know, we, we know a lot of the same people, uh, and a lot of the, like very successful Etsy sellers. And I'm sure we, we all have like, we, we, we obviously know people that are newer Etsy sellers that are struggling to kind of get their first one to 100, 1000 sales. Um, you have a cool perspective of knowing both of those types of people. Uh, and what are some like struggles that you see? with like recurring commonly amongst the people that are kind of struggling to get it going, to get it to kind of working and just in print on demand and Etsy specifically. I think the biggest struggle I see across the board, almost without fail with new users, like not being able to get those first sales, it's just consistency. You know, like get, in, get some products up and make adjustments and keep trying until you start getting sales. Now, when you get sales, you can start to look at the data and say, oh, this is working and then start doubling down in the areas that are working. So rather that's more products into a specific niche that you're in that's working. Obviously, that's not super saturated. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but just consistency, sticking to it and like just being consistent daily, weekly, monthly. I love that. Uh totally agree. And like I feel like if anything, it's most it's it's probably the biggest thing that holds people up is just the fact that they kind of give up too soon or they kind of expect it to just happen so fast. And yeah. It's okay to expect it to happen fast as long as you work it fast, I guess. But just because you put in time doesn't guarantee success. Like we actually need to dissect the process of a successful seller, yeah. dissect them, understand them, study them. And then they do like little subtle differences, just subtle differences. It's fascinating to me. 
Yeah, I agree. And th- there's all kinds of different strategies that people that they, people utilize to get to the same spot, essentially becoming a bestseller. So there's not like one, you know, track that gets you there. I think there's multiple pathways to the same, you know, to the top, but there are, uh, that's why I like to go back to consistency and then just analyzing data and making improvements and adjustments as you need. But again, just sticking to it and keep going. If there was another one, um, uh, except besides consistency, what would you consider it to be like another one between like the successful seller that, you know, you probably have a couple in your mind and you have people that are struggling. What is like a couple of things that these people do over here that these people are not doing? Uh, some of them actually, I wouldn't say they fulfill their own products, but they get into fulfilling products that aren't very, I'd say widely available yet, especially in print on demand, or at least it's too expensive. So you can't really have that high profit margins. Okay. That's one area. Um, and then again, they just have deep knowledge of the space. They've been doing it for so long. So like it's all comes down to, I think a best-selling product listing because talking about Etsy, mm-hmm. it all comes down to mock-ups because that's what the customer's going to see when they're searching. Obviously your titles and tags. Descriptions now have a little bit of weight too, I guess, in rankings. Mm-hmm. But titles, tags are very important. And of course the mock-up itself. And even the primary mock-up, like I see uh, some of the best sellers, they make the most subtle changes is like adding like free shipping or ships next day. Just a little element to the primary mock-up that stands out. When you're looking, you know, at 48 listings a page, yeah, it's just the little things that start to like catch your eye. You nailed it. Like I, I, agree, I agree with you there. Um, like that increases the click-through rate, right? Um, just yeah. by a little bit. And if you could separate your like click-through rate compared to everybody else's uh, listings on that page, you tell Etsy it triggers their algorithm. Like, oh, people are clicking on this one more often. And then when they get into your listing, they're actually have a. If you have high-quality mock-ups, like you said your conversion rate is going to be a little bit higher than all those other ones too, which again, will tell Etsy's algorithm say, oh, they also, not only are they clicking on this listing more often, they're also buying this listing more often. Therefore, I'm going to push this listing more often. Yep. It's in theory, it's very simple, you know? Yeah, it is. And, and it can be the little, the smallest changes that make those, you know, long-term growth, uh, makes that long-term growth happen. Yeah. But I think that like probably the under, the deep understanding is, is the difference there. Like you said, um, Meaning that if you don't look at it from like a, if you don't actually understand that fundamental like foundation of truth there, that that's how their algorithm works, then you're just going to be going off of what the YouTube video or the TikTok video says, like, and you're just going to blanket that advice across all of your listings probably. Yeah. Agreed. Interesting. Um, how much is like mindset you think, uh, when it comes to like being a successful online seller, like, can you talk about that a little bit? No, I think that's, well. I think that's pretty much everything. <laughs> you know, it starts it starts with the mindset, you know, and the goals and focus and then being able to get there. But mindset's so was, a big deal and nobody talks about it. Nobody does. And that's kind of like, I guess that's why I'm asking you about it. Cause I guess 2023, this is when this recording is, and just the beginning, January, right? Like everybody's setting their goals. And if they're not, they should be. Uh like what are some like main goals for like a, a brand new Etsy seller uh to have? today you know in the next next three months what could they be doing you think see in the next three months aim for you know a couple hundred cells uh if you can get there and then you can start doubling down and and push even harder and then you know again once you start getting that success it starts to compound you stay consistent so have that have the proper expectations set the goals and you know basically break it down to what you need to do on a daily basis and stick to it cool can we do that for a second um for fun uh Cause some people aren't really actually understanding the goal goal setting process. Uh, so hundred goal, hundred sales. Cool. Start with, that's the main, main goal at the end of this three months. Let's break it down a little further. What do they need to actually be doing to get those hundred sales? Since you need about 33 sales a month, right? Okay. Um, so I think if you break, break it down, obviously you're not going to see sales usually without within, within about the first two weeks seems to be the, 
the uh, time frame on Etsy. And then that doesn't guarantee you're going to get sales either, but I think it takes time for products to index and start ranking. But you just got to break it down to a daily um, type of goal. How many listings you think you need? We could actually look at data and kind of break it down to how many listings you need online to basically get to where you're getting, you know, 33 sales a month, which is a little over one sell a day. Um, so you're just breaking it down that way and then getting down to the listings itself, the designs, and then just setting everything up to where you have a structure to what you need to do on a daily basis. So you need to create X amount of designs and then publish them as products uh, and then just stick to that. Yep. I love that. Uh, I like it because we're, we're breaking down. We're basically starting from the end goal, right? The outcome that we're yeah. looking for, right? And then we're just breaking down. Okay. That means I need to have X amount of listings. Um, that means I need to actually do X amount of research. I need to do X amount of, uh, just, I just need to break it down. Right. And to like, and then eventually you have a, a roadmap now to actually of what I need to do this week, this month to actually go and execute on this plan of 300, 300 sales or a couple hundred sales for this three months. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like an old saying, what gets measured, measured gets managed. And basically you're tracking something, you'll manage it better. I like so that. If the goals and you break it down into daily like tasks. It's going to be really easy for you to basically track it and stay, stay uh, consistent with it. I agree with you. Yeah, totally. And the, kind of along with that goal is, I think it's the, or the, along with that quote you said is what you can't measure, you can't improve. Yeah. And, uh, that's another thing I kind of like live my life by a little bit too. Um, that's awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people hear more about you and my designs and all that good stuff? I think, uh, the best way to find me, just go to my designs. Again, we have a free account and we have a community, um, and we have a community of sellers and starting to grow quite fast. So we're very interactive with the community. So if you want to reach it, reach me or any of the people on the, my designs team or our full community of sellers, you can find us there. That's awesome. I'll jump in that community too. I didn't know you had one. Is it a Facebook group or what is it? It's uh, it's actually third-party software. It's like Facebook, but it's not. So okay. Is it on my designs? Account. Yeah. It's my design. Okay, cool. cool. My designs account. You'll go to the community and log in the first time and it sets it up. Oh, cool. I'll jump in there. That's awesome. Um, Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, Curtis, for, for coming on, man. It's been super valuable and I, we'll have to have you on again too. Like as you guys yeah. develop more and more things uh, as maybe we should do this like every few months or something like that, get like an update on like what you're seeing in your world, maybe the AI space, print on demand space, all that good yeah. stuff. That would, uh, that'd be awesome. And I'd appreciate it. Cool, man. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Cody. Talk to you soon. Cool. See ya.